Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. is Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Taylor Glenn, and I'm a writer and comedian. I'm joined by screenwriter Hannah George. Hello. As well as author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. This is where beer meets breaking and entering, Prosecco meets perjury, and vodka meets vandalism. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime... You gotta take small bites of death metal. I've always said that, and I stick to it. We might have different tastes in porn. (laughs) Come on, Taylor, pull your socks up. (laughs) Who's stupid now? (laughs) (laughs) Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Drunk Women Solving Crime. This is a special episode for at least at least two reasons. One, we are recording from three different time zones. That's right. We're super international. We've got a guest who's in New Mexico. I'm in Pennsylvania. Go Steelers. And Katie and Hannah are in London. So this is pretty exciting. Woo! Yay! <laughs> Get Yay! Wi-Fi! <laughs> go wi-fi please hold on um, we'll be fine and the other reason is we are recording with a very special guest for our men's month as you know we carefully handpick just four men for every november and this was one of our top picks don't tell the other guys we have nick muhammad who is an actor comedian and writer hello nick Yay! hello hello <laughs> Thank Welcome. you for having me. Thank you very, very much for having me. Thank oh, you for and, coming. And, and so this is part of Men's Month. Thank goodness it's a Men's Month, right? <laughs> oh. We just thought, give them, give we, them an opportunity, you know? We an opportunity to know. Shine. You know, people would never hear us otherwise, right? So. Yeah, it's not <laughs> Thank fair. the Lord. <laughs> we're, we're here as women to give men a voice occasionally. That's what we like to do. So, Nick, we always kick off the podcast the same way, and that is to ask our guests the question, have you ever been the victim of a crime? I was thinking about this. I have, I have been the victim of laptop theft um, on a virgin train. Not oh, to disparage no. Virgin. And it was apparently a very common occurrence. It was the oh. Birmingham to London, Euston. And um, I, I mean, I should have clocked it because I got I got on and sort of got my laptop out and sort of started working. And then um, 
someone came and even though it was quite a relatively empty carriage because someone came and sat next to me and the, the person there was someone then outside the kind of window on the platform oh. when I bought it at Birmingham sort of telling them to sit sit next to where I was oh, sort of why? pretty much point, pointing at the laptop and I I didn't really I don't know why it didn't register and then and then I just did the worst thing which was I then sort of you know worked for like half an hour and then put it all away put it in the overhead compartment and then just genuinely just went to sleep like oh, fast asleep no. like, wow. like completely fast asleep and woke up in Houston and was like ah oh, yeah and I and I went to the British Transport Police and they were like oh yeah we won the the Birmingham the Birmingham oh. London tra- oh yeah yeah, yeah no, that, no, you'll never oh, get it like, okay. oh my god do you know what so I that love was, yeah. I love the fact that somebody else just like works for an hour and it's like I deserve a few hours sleep <laughs> like I <Yeah>. love <laughs> that's great and this is this was like before I'd had kids so I mean I've got no excuse to be tired <laughs> in the middle of the day it was like three, three in the afternoon and there was that and then there was also the time when I went on a I was still at university but I I went with like sort of like a family friend and like sort of like a not sort of strict blood cousin but kind of like effectively my cousin we'd gone on a walking holiday with like part of a group in Bulgaria and we were staying in this um hotel we'd sort of just checked in and then a group of us went down to have some food in the hotel restaurant and then came back up and bearing in mind we were like you know we were on like the fifth or sixth floor or whatever we kind of came in and the light was on and we like remembered that we turned it off and like, mm, that's weird oh, and then no. the, all the windows were open so that in a kind of really sort of staged kind of way and the <laughs> curtains were kind of billowing oh, sort of no. out as if someone had kind of broke and you know loads of stuff had, and you know loads, loads of stuff had been taken um, oh. including a, a digital camera and it was funny be- well not funny but it was funny because <laughs> the it, it, they clearly tried to make it look like someone had kind of come through the window but there was absolutely no way oh. clearly someone with a with a hotel key had just you know with a master key had just come yeah. in known that we'd all gone down to uh. tea t- as, as a group because you to know the point, when you sneak in a window and then you open all the other ones just yeah. for some air. Turn all the lights, <laughs> turn, all the, yeah. turn, all, turn all the lights on and everything. And then the weird, <laughs> then the weirdest thing that really proved it was that uh, I think the, poli- the police were called. And then within the time of like the police being called, uh, as noticing and the police being called, the camera had kind of then reappeared. <laughs> Um, so like yeah so it's just it was such an inside job and then we had to like stay at this hotel for like two (laughs) two nights knowing that they just had access and we're just sort of like going through our stuff just helping themselves (laughs) to whatever Um, but we were very unfortunate because you know the good people of Bulgaria were wonderful and you know it was just clearly someone who had a master key and was I think working at that hotel and sort of doing you know doing the rounds a little bit and like this is before trip advice so you can't even go it was nice apart from the theft <laughs> yeah yeah apart from the big big old theft and but so still five stars because yeah. oh yeah be nice. oh yeah yeah no great <laughs> yeah. great breakfast great the breakfast. breakfast i know it's always down to the breakfast you can do anything yeah. but if the yeah. breakfast buffet is good i'm like well oh, fair enough. yeah no <laughs> i slept in cockroaches but then i had some very fresh fruit and a belgian waffle <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i don't know if um, we've ever because we've obviously had a lot of theft stories on here as you can imagine i don't know if we've ever had had one where someone was sort of freaked out or guilted whichever one it was into putting the item back I don't think we've ever had a like whoops I, there it is I, I think I think they sort of clocked that they'd made it too obvious and were like we'll just put, like, put something back put something back and so someone had snuck back in and put something back and then come back out again I don't I don't know why they thought like the digital camera could suddenly be that's traced like, or something maybe like they just what? had well maybe they worried that if they were searched or something it would t- you know if the staff were searched it'd be found where it's kind of ca- that, yeah. cash and things which was the other thing that was taken really that's what know. I was gonna say it's like what you do Mm. to kids when like if there's some money going go we're all gonna turn around and if the money could reappear that would be great (laughs) exactly (laughs) i'm very lucky they're the only touch wood the only two oh we had our um, artificial grass stolen um during lockdown (laughs) oh wow I'm sorry, yeah. how does that happen? <laughs> so, well, so we have been a, a flat, a first floor flat, and when it yeah. was locked down, I've got uh, my wife and two kids, and we, you know, obviously, like everyone, at the start of lockdown, sort of making do and sort of homeschooling and all that kind of thing. and um, All the fun stuff. But, but we didn't have, didn't have a garden, but we had a driveway, which was shared with the other three uh, people in the flat. Okay. Uh, and so we, we just, like, put a little bit of artificial grass, which oh. we would roll up and put by the car um but we would then sometimes at lunchtime just sort of roll it out so the kids could just i mean it's ridiculous it's just like it's just like on a on a on a a main not a main road but just on a road where everyone can see it's a bit weird but um, some outdoor time 
Yeah, and we quite liked it, and it was quite cute. And then, and then, yeah, it just got nicked like one day, like in the day. Uh, so I think some, so we didn't see who took it, but it's really heavy as well. Like it's, um, <laughs> it was quite a heavy roll. So we hope it, and because the kids were young, they were like two and four. So we kind of we didn't really want to tell them about sort of theft and burglary. Oh. So we were just like, oh, right. I think someone thought thought accidentally thought it was theirs, and um, oh. <laughs> took it by accident. So yeah, I don't know what happened to that, but that that um, that definitely got taken. Um, but other here's, than that, I feel like I'm going to keep adding to things to it. But that, 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 that. <laughs> oh, another thing. Do you know what's funny, though, is that of this trilogy of thefts, I feel the saddest about the grass. <laughs> well, yeah. I suppose, yeah. technically, well, maybe it isn't the least valuable because that's probably quite expensive, but it isn't your typical, you know. No, just... we were so surprised by it as well. We were like, oh, what, like, what a shame. And we just thought, well, we're not going to get any more now because it'll just... <laughs> go missing yeah. and uh so yeah so that was a shame but you know there's a very small small price to pay for and you know if you're listening down. the person that took that you've you've literally stolen two children's garden yeah. like stealing In a garden <laughs> dick i know you I stole know. the tiny amount of outside joy that some tiny children could have i'd love it if they listen to this can you imagine if like <laughs> Thick criminals tuned in. Maybe they do. Have you been contacted by criminals? It's going to happen at least once. We look forward to the day. Maybe this will be the one. Like, I am a fan and I am the garden thief. We do do sometimes offer up uh, tips for criminals, don't we? Just sort of like, you know, ironically. But part of me thinks that you probably could get quite a few tips from um, the true crimes that we cover. So, like, guess how they did it? And it's like, what? Yeah, yeah. And on telly as well. I remember some of those sort of more involved like Jonathan Creek sort of plots mm, where you know yeah. there was always an, and I always loved it because it was quite you know like magic and stuff and I'm a big magic fan and um, <laughs> you know I, like I, I would always think well that I mean that is literally telling someone else to get away with the perfect crime <laughs> like every yeah. episode yeah <laughs> it's just um, tips yeah 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 I used to love that I know, oh, I me too. TV and film for like how to dispose of a body. Like, thanks, Breaking yeah. Bad. I'll make sure I yeah. get the right yeah, container get the for right that type acid, of plastic. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all of those stories. We always offer the guest an opportunity to say if you had the perpetrator in the room, you can say anything to them or ask them anything. So you can pick any which one of these perps. What would you say or do or ask? <laughs> It's to the person or people who who stole the grass, and I think I would say, I think we've made peace with it, and I I would just like to know that at least they're getting good use out of it. Like I hope that it's gone to good use. <laughs> like in my head, part of me was like, maybe it's like someone who's homeless who's taken it, and it's like you could lay on it yeah. and it's comfy or something like, yeah. and like, yeah. and, and I genuinely I genuinely thought that maybe that because I because gen- I just thought, well, why would you steal a really specific? Because if you had a garden. Mm. Um, you wouldn't really need yeah. it, and it's a very specific shape and size. So I thought, yeah. you know, and you're not going to be able to really sell it on, and so because it's a very kind of you know specific thing to sell. So mm. I, yeah, so I, I, I hope it's yeah. just been put to good use. I think is my main message. Oh man, I think you might <laughs> be right. You know, maybe yeah. sadly, but yeah, yeah, I would take it off him if I saw him. Yeah, <laughs> 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 really kidding. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> take it back. Oh my no, gosh, no. like Ghostbusters when they pull the <laughs> yeah. tablecloth. Unless there's some weird black market for artificial grass. Like, I'm always surprised what people can well, sell. Well, there's like, a market for buy. everything. Like, when we lived in Shepherd's Bush, if you wanted to get rid of furniture, you just put it outside your gate yeah. and, like, within an hour, someone had taken it. Oh yeah, yeah, we did like, that most without of the even time. having a without even having a note no, on it. No, not say, even a take. note. Yeah, like <laughs> oh, my, my boyfriend did that with a box of his old CDs. Nobody wanted them. I'm not saying <laughs> his taste is bad, but it's uh, you know no nobody wanted them. <laughs> <laughs> no one's was got it? a CD player. Yeah, well, there's yeah, that as well. Play isn't them. There? <laughs> Although Someone I love it? CDs, I love CDs still. <laughs> Do you? I love popping on a CD, yeah, on an oh. evening when the kids are down. I love popping on a CD, like doing a little clear up to a CD. We've got them all out on display in quite a sort of 90s way. We've got one of those <laughs> rack, racks. I mean, you know, like Spotify is obviously great and you can just choose anything and it's and it's wonderful. And, you know, you even get alerted when there's new releases and stuff. And you say so you, you literally don't have to go out and buy an ECD if you don't want to. But there was something so special about it. And I've got mm. and I like just bought them. It's all I really spent money on when I was like a kid and a student and stuff. You know, that's what you'd save up 
up for. Yeah, and there's yeah. a new, not new, but there's a company in America called Intrada, which are this this label that have started re-recording and re-releasing old movie soundtracks like from like not old old but like from the 80s and stuff like real massive symphonic scores that they've just re-released and and you can only get them on on cd and they're they're amazing like they're really like properly remastered and i love it yeah Yeah. so yeah oh that's cool so um I feel for your boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Every time we get a hire car, I'm like, you can bring two CDs with you. (laughs) (laughs) He has a limit. I like. Were they all? Were they all like death metal? Yeah, it was kind of death metal stuff. Yeah, right. I um, I know this because my husband went with Hannah's fiance to a death metal concert. So I was just picturing a whole box, a whole box. (laughs) It's hard to take a whole box. It's just just, you got to take small bites of death metal. I've always (laughs) said that, and I stick to it. Now it's time. Drunk women solving crime. Right, <laughs> guys, are we ready to move on to our case for this episode? Yes, yeah. please. Yeah, the day that not? you guys go, eh, we're, yeah. we're going to be in a very I kind of want to talk about grass some more. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's keep talking about turf. Um, now I'm going to go on eBay and see if people sell. Well, they sell everything on there. They, yeah, the, they will. These are the kind of things I do when I'm at my parents' house. Here we go, guys. Our case starts with a newsboy called Jimmy. I was very nearly going to say, like all good porn, and then I remembered that like a newsboy would have been really young, so we shouldn't oh. cut that out. Just don't. Also, do that. we might have Just different tastes in porn. We might have different tastes in porn. <laughs> Wait, does your porn start with a what? It's a newsboy. One of the people <laughs> that says Jimmy. A newsboy called Jimmy, and I was like, because you can sort of say like all the best porn to everything, but you shouldn't say it when it's like a boy. That's wrong. <laughs> like I've kicked us off with really questionable. It starts with a newsboy called Jimmy, and he's but Jimmy. Jimmy's a, Jimmy's a good kid. You'll you, well. Ugh. Jimmy delivers a paper called the Brooklyn Eagle in an apartment building in New York. He's paid in change by his customers, and when he leaves the building, he notices something strange about one of the nickels. Your first question is, what do you think was unusual about the nickel? Double sided. Mm. Okay. Oh, like a kind of magic trick type thing. Like a like a magicy one. Oh, yeah. that's good. I was going to say maybe it's got like a bullet hole, like, you Ooh. know, at the edge of it or something. Okay. That's a good guess. <gasps> Go on, Nick. I've got another guess, but it might just be... Comp- it, the, the day on the coin is in the future. <gasps> oh, I really want it to be that. Yeah, I want it to be that. <laughs> um, That's the best opener for a TV show? Like, you just yeah. hold on to that, Nick. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. that show's about. But oh, man, that's really eerie and cool. I like that. Hannah, yeah. George, any thoughts? I, and I was going to say, oh, is it like a nickel from another country? Which, of course, doesn't exist because nickels are American. <laughs> so we've had a really cool answer and a really dumb it, answer. It can, no, but it could be like a 5p or that's not a good equivalent. But like whatever a similar shape yeah, coin. Yeah, foreign currency. I think maybe it's, like, yeah. could be mistaken. No answers are dumb answers in the we'll drunk see. women forest. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. see. I'll do my best. <laughs> Well, Nick, you got it the first time. Uh, What felt weird about it to him is that it was too light. So he could tell it wasn't a real coin. Ah. So I've written the door. What is wrong with me? I've written the newsboy fingers it for a little. (laughs) He handles it. What is wrong with me? He handles it for a little while. And then he accidentally drops it onto the pavement. What happens to the nickel when he drops it onto the pavement? Cracks in half. It cracks in half. Um, more importantly what is inside of this nickel that has two sides that has opened what do you think (gasps) is inside like a little slip of paper or something yeah in russian okay is it a a dollar that would be weird (laughs) (laughs) yes can i ask when this is set not set but when did it happen when did it happen (laughs) That is two questions from now. I will ask you what year you think this is. Oh, okay. Okay. Because mm. oh, I was going to say, is there, dr- are there drugs in it? Like, it's like cocaine inside it or something? Ooh. Okay. That's a good guess. What would you... It's If it's a tiny note, it's got to be... It could be spies. It could... Or it, maybe it's like a fortune cookie. <gasps> a photo. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking like a little pendant, you know, like a pendant necklace kind of can open up and inside the photo. Yeah. Right, right. Hannah, have you got a dumb answer for us before I reveal? 
<laughs> I did. I did say a dollar. That that, that counts as dumb for me. Gonna... <laughs> no, I think that'd be great. I'd love a dollar in my nickel. Are you kidding? Well, you guys, you guys were all onto it, really. I don't know who said this first, but um, there's a tiny piece of microfilm inside. Holy shit! Ooh. Yes. So we'll get to exactly what's on that microfilm in a moment. But my next question is, what do you think Jimmy does with this? Does he hand it in? Does he keep it? What does he do with this little discovery on his paper route? We know nothing about him, but you said he's a good kid. So maybe he... Wait, well, maybe But I also it. talked oh, yeah. about porn, so it's hard to... Yeah, he's a good horny kid. Um, <laughs> maybe he takes it to the newspaper where, you know, there's journalists that can do investigative journalism with oh, it. Oh, that's a... Yeah. That's a really that's good, a good answer. Or the, like the local library, you know, like a library where you can look oh, at, use one of those machines, which yeah. I don't know how, they, I've never ever used one, but they always I look have. really cool. Are they have cool you used to use? one? Yeah, I used to work at an insurance company that had really old records and we had to get them out to check what people had agreed back in the olden oh, wow. days or whatever. Oh, Yeah. But it wasn't fun. It was really laborious and boring. I'm I hated sure that job. it was. But did a part of you feel like, I'm Clarice Starling. Yeah, for about five Silence minutes. Silence the for five minutes. And, okay. and then it was like, God, I want to go. Just because it's always the, like, you know, the dramatic score when that's happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I found it. But yours yeah. was like, fire insurance, no. It, yeah, yeah, it was like, that's not included. Not right. included. Put everything back away again. <laughs> I think if this was a, like an 80s movie, I think he'd jump on his bike and he'd take it home to his older brother who's at home get, like getting somewhere with a girl in his oh, bedroom yeah. and he'd interrupt <laughs> and he'd be like, I'm doing something here. And he'd be like, look what I found. And then the girl would know what the microfiche was. Um, no, of course she wouldn't because it was an 80s movie. She would yeah. just go, what? She doesn't even um, have lines. <laughs> and is, is a microfilm the same as like a micro... Is the microfiche the name of the the thing because i realize i've said microfiche now and yeah Ooh, that's a good question because i i have always said microfiche but my source kept saying microfilm and i don't know okay and I'll have to, when i look up astroturf market <laughs> i will also look this up <laughs> it's ages since i worked at this job so i can't help either <laughs> so hannah's got i like this you've got the whole cinematic thing well i'll tell you what he does he keeps it to show his friends um because to him, it's just, it's like a magic trick. He's just found a prop, right? So he's showing everybody this. But one of his friends happens to be the daughter of an NYPD officer. So while he's over at her house, he goes, ooh, all right. So he tells the department about this. What do the police do with this information? Um, I'd say they just to toss it aside and not pay any attention. I'm going to go opposite. They beat up Jimmy and say that he's in on it and... <laughs> <laughs> arrest him and then they destroy the pictures of them beating him up and then poor jimmy yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's not had the best of starts has he <laughs> he's, he's not not in my film version <laughs> we've tried to give him a more colorful role that's all yeah that's all yeah i think perhaps what they did is they do i'm gonna go in between uh kate and nick and i think that maybe uh the, a light the, slap <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They just uh, gave him a wedgie. It was fine. Please do that a lot. Um, I think maybe they went to the building that um, Jimmy gave the newspapers to uh, and they knocked on some doors and they sort of saw if anyone came out looking like a spy or something. <laughs> Actually, that's a, that's a really good shout. They would put, put eyes on the building, wouldn't they? Maybe. And just observe it for a bit. Also, somebody's in trouble for losing this coin, aren't they? Presumably. Well, yes. Um, Hannah, you're correct. They went and questioned all the people in the apartment building. Yes. None of them showed, you He's know. dumb now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but stay tuned, people. It's, uh, it's all playful. <laughs> it's a roller coaster. Um, so, yeah, they went and questioned everybody and they were, you know, what are you talking about? We just had change. We have no idea what, what you mean. Um, they storm into Jimmy's house and they confiscate the coin and they send it to the FBI for immediate inspection. So now your question is, what year do you think this is? Oh, now when was the FBI set up? That's oh, we do know question. this. 
It's a boring um, question, isn't it? It's, it's round about <laughs> no, the prohibition, isn't it? Not isn't it like, <laughs> yeah, God, I've what, lit... is it 1930s? I it think... was like turn of the century, but it wasn't called oh, it the was FBI a, the, initially. Yeah, when it beca- the, the point where it became, the because before it was just the Federal Bureau or something, wasn't it? Or it was like the um, LBI. I was like, Jesus local. Christ, I've literally done a case that involved <laughs> the year that the FBI became called the FBI. And I can't tell you a thing about it. Well, they are the FBI at this point. Yeah. They're definitely called the FBI. Okay. Well, the technology is gone. I, I, th- I think the idea of, of a paper boy sort of delivering papers and being paid in cash by the individuals rather than by like a, you know, I don't know. Like, like a, a tab at the shop. Like a tab at the shop, yeah. F- mm. feels quite a bit old. So I'm going to like guess... Somewhere like in the 70s, maybe? I don't know if it's like 70s. Okay. Okay. I think because you didn't say that he immediately sort of made a TikTok about it, I don't think it's not (laughs) Because I know all about what the kids get up to. Um, But, yeah, it feels old. It's like the the new, like you say, the the paper boy and the, even that kind of like the microchip or microfilm thing, that feels quite sort of, maybe maybe almost wartime, maybe 40s. Uh I'm going to go 1940s. Oh, Cold War, maybe. Let's go a bit later. 1960s. Okay. I was going to say 40s. It definitely feels like Cold War secrets or like, you know, some kind of... Like a, yeah. Yeah. I try to think if there's any more clues in what you've said. Yeah. Um, Oh, do we know? Do we know where Jimmy lives? This is all in New York. Oh, it's in New York. He's in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, And he went to school. He showed his friends. And then it was mm -hmm. the daughter of of an NYPD person. Hmm. Yeah. Nah, I mean that doesn't point towards anything. Actually, yeah, that <laughs> makes it feel like it can't be the no- okay, it can't be the forties. What? Why? Because you wouldn't be hanging out with your friends. You'd be at war. <laughs> America joined the war quite late, though. Yeah. I All suppose. right, Nick, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> so sick of this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, come on, Taylor, pull your socks up. God. We showed up late, but we did a lot. They showed up late, but with you, really you ended, awesome. You ended the, you ended the war. <laughs> yeah. Aye, aye, aye. Um, um, I will just tell you, unless you want to give a specific year, Katie. All right, 1955, the year Doc sh- Brown invented time travel. Shit, you're close. It's 1953. Oh, okay. Good. Nice. That's great. Very well done it is the cold war it's cold war time kids pull up your budweiser and your borscht let's do this by the way my main source for this case i read a couple but it's fbi.gov and they have all of their like historical cases typed out like wikipedia style and i love using it because they are so shamelessly biased like there's there's always lines like the fbi agents work tirelessly and cleverly and like sexy like all night long like they just compliment themselves (laughs) constantly and talk about how great america is like america's awesome in every case so it's, it's a bit of fun so the coin goes off to the fbi labs they discover that it's made from two different nickel halves which have been joined together on the front there's a tiny hole drilled into the word trust uh through the letter r and that was actually meant uh to use a pin to pry it open but when he dropped it it broke open and that's not how it was supposed to work more importantly than how you open it what do you think is found on the microfilm what is it like nuclear a nuclear bomb or or um the location an actual bomb or a picture of yeah like you know it's like a picture <laughs> of like a picture the, the flux capacitor that makes the bomb <laughs> i've been doing back to the future <laughs> i'm with you katie has just seen the back to the future musical guys if you're wondering. oh was it good is it, it really was, good it's really good like it's one for the fans like yeah if you like back to the future you will sit there grinning the whole way through and like the audience are mega fans and they just like cheered at all their favorite lines oh brilliant okay is it the first film that they do yeah it's all the first film oh it's all about the first i yeah that's good it's completely and the guy that i think i trust somebody who doesn't like back to the future there are very few films i'll say that about but i don't understand if you don't like back to the future that's right 
I've put that out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's fair enough. Saying the tough things. I don't even remember what my question was. I brought, what is the it tiny was what's hole on the for? Mi- I skipped that. Uh, what's, what's on, on the, the microfilm? microfilm? A yeah, map? what's on the microfilm? A, a map. map. Map okay. is a good, like, a, yeah, the, lo- the details of how to get to a secret location or something. <gasps> like, yeah. Very good show. Or, or, or a photo of someone they want to assassinate. <gasps> oh, that's good too. Good guess. I, I feel like some, I mean, I've watched enough spy movies. It's going to be a message, movies. hasn't it? Go on. Well, maybe it's like a list of names. Often, yes. that that's the thing, isn't it? It's like yeah, a yeah, who's in the cell or something, or who's going to be mm. killed. Okay, you you are all thinking along the right lines. It's a numerical code. It's numbers only, and it, there are ten God columns. <laughs> there are ten columns of typed digits. That's all it is. Um, right. Does the FBI crack the code after they receive this coin? No, I think they have to send it off to someone. Yeah, they yeah. have to bring in an expert. Turing or, or yeah, yeah. Is Turing still knocking around then? Yes, it wasn't until yeah, the seventies, was it? Was it the seven, the sixties, or the seventies? Suicide, bless him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah probably. Or, or so, like, would it be the NSA who would crack codes? They're the equivalent of GCHQ, aren't they? Yeah, they're um, a specific. Yeah, there'll be there'll be a branch. Weirdly, I think because they didn't potentially they didn't think this was going to fall into the wrong hands. I don't know whether or not they used not like a really really simple cipher or whatever you call, or you know they created something mm. that wasn't actually. I like to think maybe the FBI did crack the code, um, and this whole thing was a massive fuck off on like on behalf of the person that lost the nickel, who was kind of like literally I can imagine him running for a train and was like, "Oh, fancy a coffee? I'll just buy it," and then suddenly <laughs> it goes into circulation. Um, and also, and that's why. To I- I'm not a spy. That's yeah. the only reason. <laughs> also, there's nothing to say that this this nickel hasn't been in circulation for 20 years. Really, yeah, in, this in a way, could it just be hasn't been really dropped. outdated. It could even be mm. an American nickel that was going to trick someone. You know, it could be their own yeah. people. Drunk women solving crime. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I will tell you, at this point, the FBI are unable to crack the code, um, even though they worked tirelessly and cleverly and sexy-like all through the night. Uh, But they knew that the message couldn't have been made in America. Why is that? Because we don't have... We don't have... America doesn't have... (laughs) The number four or something. So is it to do with the Russian alphabet? Is the Russian alphabet got a different number of letters? No, because it's numbers, alphabet, you say. Yeah, the Russian alphabet's definitely different. Numbers? Hmm, I don't know. Or it's in Roman numerals and not enough Americans know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, these I'm are glad. good. These are really good guesses. I'm not 100 percent sure what a microfilm is, but is it something to do with like the production of that, like the oh, the type yeah. of thing that it's well, or it so the message made, it says made in Taiwan on it. So it's taking something that's life size, like a newspaper article, a photo, anything. In this case, it's a typed message that's been transferred onto a very, very, very small piece of microfilm to be viewed in a film. Hmm. How could you tell it's not American? Is it something to do with the font or like <gasps> the... Oh, ding, 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 oh. Hannah George. Who's stupid now? <laughs> <laughs> 
I very nearly fell off my chair at that point. You know, I, I felt myself slipping because I, I spam round to try and look cool. You, you shouldn't have held back because that was perfect timing. Um, yeah, it was, it was the typeface. They couldn't find a single American typewriter that could have produced digits cool. like these. Yeah. Interesting. Um, the FBI does, however, find the source of the coin, which blows this case wide open. But it's not because of anything they did. It's because they get a phone call four years later after this coin has been turned in. Who might call them that would blow this case wide open? The person in the building who's, like, found a dead Jimmy? body. Jimmy the paper okay. boy? Ooh. Jimmy the newsboy. Old, old, sort of old Jimmy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. He's, he's, he's now legal for Taylor. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, who could it be? I mean, do, did we ascertain like who, what country it was, it was from? No. Yeah. No, we don't know what country. We've eliminated I'm thinking, America. I have not, I have not confirmed it, but we know it's the Cold War. Because I just ah. wondered if it was like a, a, a world leader or something. Because, uh -huh. you know, okay. if you're going to blow the case wide open, they might be like, have you seen our nickel anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> just um, lost one, mate. Uh. Hey, it's Khrushchev here. <laughs> Quick question. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, dropped, I dropped that. That's mine. <laughs> Unless it's, is it related to like the space program? Oh yeah, because this would oh be this would be about this would be about 1960 now. If this is like four, no, it's four years, years later after 53. 55. So it's, it's only oh, 57 now. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so uh, the moon landing was 69. So yeah, maybe but it's a yeah, little early. When Sputnik was that 57? Uh, yeah, it's late 1950s, wasn't it, or was it early 1960s? Late 1950s, I, like 58. It was late 50s, Sputnik. I'm sure. Mm. Um, this is where I have to go, Nick. I really love intelligence. <laughs> oh, that's so nice of you to say that. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, I love it. I will tell you who calls because this, this is a really tough question. I would never get this. I always ask the questions I can never answer. That's half the fun of the podcast. Um, the call is from a Soviet spy who oh. had been operating in the U.S. for years, uh, working under the KGB. But now he's been in the U.S. so long that he wants to defect. So he decides oh. to basically turn himself <laughs> in. The guy, he has a taste for American processed cheese and he can never go back to Kostromskoy. Yeah. He loves that capitalism. That is the most niche, that's the most niche joke I've ever written. I looked up, I looked up Russian sorry. cheeses. I'm sorry, I talked over it. No, no, it probably can, made it better. Can... Female workplace. <laughs> so the man who calls is called... Ooh, sorry for this pronunciation. He's he's from Finland, and his name is Rhino Heihanen. I don't know why I did a he, why did a Heihanen. Finnish listeners, let me know how I should have said that. Um, he had been born into a very poor family in Finland, but showed exceptional ability in school. He had been recruited by the Soviets as a young man during the Finnish-Soviet War, which I'm obviously an expert about, but we just don't have time. To get into my knowledge. <laughs> sure. Yeah. DM me, guys. DM me. Um, but basically, Rhino's job was to rout out anybody who was working against the Soviets. Um, so question, how did Rhino manage to move to the United States undetected? Ooh. So he's a, he's a KGB agent operating in the US before, before he turns himself in. Yes. So he had been born in Finland, recruited by the Soviets, had worked in Moscow for a while, and then he managed to... Moved to the US. Did he? How does he do that? Sneak in a boat like Paddington Bear filled with marmalade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, Katie, but it's filled with Kostromskoy. <laughs> I got to go back to the cheese, so it was all worth it. <laughs> was it was something it? like sorry nick go ahead no 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 no. you can you go no, no. i, I, I just wondered dreadful. whether it was like because like, <laughs> like you say he's really like he's kind of super intelligent so i don't know whether he kind of went over on some kind of not exchange program but on on you know he got a job potentially something that really needed his expertise in the way that you know they oh there so was he got in of, legitimately yeah and when you were talking like, about the space race and nasa were sort of bringing a lot of people yeah. over the war from germany yeah. or whatever yeah so He's got, Could be he's something got like that. key skills or something. Right. Very good guess. Any, any other thoughts before I reveal? The only other one I thought possibly connected to that, what Hannah said, was like hunting sort of 
Nazis, you know how there was then, you know how a lot of Nazis fled to well South America, I guess, and then there was a contingent of people who who tried to track them down. Ooh. I'm imagining that's not the right answer from your reaction. <laughs> no, but good. It was very difficult at that. You obviously can't just show up with a Russian passport and get into the U.S. at this time, so you had to assume the identity of a real person but also hasn't he got a finnish passport but that's no good because he's in the soviet okay sorry sorry little enclave of finland um and he needs a completely new identity like sure, he, sure, can't, sure, sure, sure. he can't oh, be he takes on a dead person's identity well what he does very close he takes on uh an american citizen's identity an american family the kgb located a family who had left and lived in estonia um, Mm -hmm. because they liked the sound of and this is the fbi.gov the new russia and then (laughs) i mean i'm sure it wasn't actually very nice there but it's just funny on the fbi site they're like and they soon realized they'd made a horrible mistake leaving the us of a (laughs) but they stayed so he took on the identity of their son and the KGB trained him to do an American accent and mannerisms and everything and he had to learn wow. this guy's history like, just in case he happened to he wasn't even the same region they were from but just in case someone said oh my god I know your family he had to be able to go like yes I liked baseball I would love to be on a fly on the wall when they're teaching somebody to be American <laughs> which yeah. is me yeah really great Hi, folks. <laughs> I hate Russians. Who wants some beef jerky? So the FBI <laughs> offered Rhino immunity in return for any information he could give them about Soviet activity. Rhino cooperates and he gives up information about the operatives that he'd been in touch with since he'd been working in New York, including one who went by the name of Mark. Um, so Mark and Rhino had had lots of meetings, uh, but never in Mark's home. And obviously his real name isn't Mark. So he doesn't know anything about this guy. All he's able to give is a physical description and any of the meeting locations, you know, where they've met up. So does the FBI find Mark? Are they able to track down this operative? Yes, sure. Yes. (laughs) Sorry. It's interesting. Elaborate on that, Hannah. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't know whether, yeah, was he just found doing something really un-American or his accent slipped like at the end of the uh of the great escape or whatever is it the great escape <laughs> where he accidentally just says something not in a german accent is that right or oh, like it's, it's someone it, yeah. called him by his russian name and he turned around and he was like oh shit but that that'd be a good way that'd be a good way part, <laughs> what's part the film thinks... where he does the fork wrong he does the fork like europeans and well i think the rest of the world do but Amer- we do a really thing with weird thing with our fork where we switch hands and that's in a film where that's where they find him out because he switches his hand or he doesn't switch his hand and they're like not an american anyway what a fun story (laughs) i i i i should say i think at this point that maybe him confessing all this to the fbi i think maybe he's a a double or would yes. that make him a, tri- a triple? Would that make him a triple? He, yeah. he could be setting himself up to be a double agent, sure. Like, okay. Yeah. Yes, tri- That's du- think- that is double, isn't it? I genuinely get confused. Yeah. And he's going to. That gonna- is a double agent, isn't it? Yeah. Because otherwise, double. he's going to be. triple, I can't go that far. That's like, I can't divide Triple's just more the same than- as, as a normal just- one, isn't it? Yeah, that brings you <laughs> back, back to. <laughs> the odd numbers are all the same. Isn't it? <laughs> well, they double dead yeah. him back, and then he triple dead back. And then if he had a triple is when someone finds out you're double, but then you pretend that and you just go, you don't have the classification. You don't even know who I report to. So don't poison me. It's all legit. (laughs) Katie, do you think the FBI find Mark? You said yes. Hannah, what did you say? You think they did? I think they did. Yeah. Okay. I think they maybe found him dead. (gasps) Oh, that's now. Yeah. Now we're cooking. That's some plot. Okay. (laughs) That's what I think. Well, do the FBI find Mark? You bet your ass the FBI found Mark. Is he find dead? Him. He's not dead. Oh. No. <laughs> no, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. Um, That's not very Hollywood. Oh, it really isn't. Um, so Rhino had been taken to a storage space full of, I don't know, spy things. I didn't write them all down, but you can picture it. Spy things. Um so the FBI thought this was probably their best chance at catching him. So they camp out across from the building 
for weeks until a light finally goes on. But then they have to get Rhino to ID him so they can't just arrest him on the spot. They follow him around and they take photos, but Rhino IDs him. Um, So Mark, this operative, is arrested. He reveals that his real name is Rudolf Ivanovich Abel. He's a Russian spy and he's a colonel of the KGB. They raid his apartment and they find just a so this this guy was higher up than Rhino was. They find this treasure trove of spy goods. <laughs> <laughs> spy goods. That's a name for the film. Spy goods. Um, including coins which looked identical to the one that newsboy no. Jimmy. I mean, that's just a that's just before. a nickel though, right? They just found some nickels. <laughs> like they all look identical. <laughs> like that's the whole point hollow. of currency. They were okay. hollow nickels. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Rhino testifies against Abel in the trial. Abel's convicted of several counts of espionage and he's sent to prison. Side note in this case, and I guess the FBI doesn't think this is the kind of stuff we want to know, but Rhino was married when he was in the U.S., but under his alias. And I could not find out, like, what happened to his marriage when he decided to turn himself in? Because his wife obviously didn't know that he was a spy. Like, what happened? What happened with his wife? No one says. So if anyone can find this out, listeners, if you find out what happened with the marriage, I would like to know. Yeah. (laughs) Really would. And that leads me to just a personal question, which is, could you stay with your partner if you found out they were a spy? Yes, if... You know, if they just still acted the same as they'd been asking. Yeah, yeah, if it didn't interfere with the marriage. <laughs> yeah, if it, yeah I, mean, I guess that's not really your question. Like, she, that's like, actually the best answer I could have imagined, though. Like, this yeah. accent isn't working for me. Like, as long as you can keep the same yeah, just keep, persona. As long as you can keep it, I don't want to have to get into all the nitty-gritty. Like, I don't, I'm not, you know. Yeah, like, do you still want to watch Strictly or not? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. As long as they still do all the kind of mundane things. You know, the it, facade, it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're, you're a music teacher and, you know, you kind of, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, yeah. that's what you signed up to. So, it's you know. got to be, it's got to be 60% the same, any higher than that. And it just feels like a sham. Oh, I love it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Could you I imagine really as well that. if you were like having an affair and then you find out and you're like, you're fucking what? You're a spy. And um, what, how much do you know about me? Or <laughs> I love yeah. the idea that his wife was having several affairs and he was just so like <laughs> distracted by doing like big Russian spying yeah. that he didn't notice what was happening close to home. <laughs> Is that the plot of True Lies? Is that the plot of True Lies? The Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, right. Film, where oh, he, where he is a spy. Yeah. But then he suspects that she's having an affair. But actually, it turns out that she's a spy as well. Maybe or something like yeah. that. It's quite convoluted in that kind of way. But it's great. It's a good film. It's oh yeah, funny. I remember liking it. I haven't seen that. That is the best like striptease scene in any film. You know yeah. when she I like remember that. Yeah. yeah, where she has and to. Yeah, it's silly because they make her look sort of dowdy, and then she's like, "What if I wet my hair back?" And like yeah. she's yeah. the most amazing figure. It's like surprise. <laughs> yeah, she just felt like your partner was wearing a wire the whole time you were sleeping with them, and you didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be a bit of fun. It would liven things up. Depending on the country that they're spying for, sure, sure, ethics. Yeah. Um, So with Rhino's guidance, the FBI finally decode the message in the coin because he obviously knows how to do that. Um, That coin was indeed intended for Rhino. It had just never been collected on a dead drop, so it found its way into circulation for a couple years. Wow. Uh, What do you think the message was about? Don't trust this guy. He's about to turn against us all. <laughs> Your wife's having an affair. Was <laughs> it about the president? Um... Yeah, yeah. Hey, we're going to do a Spudnik. Get ready. <laughs> yeah, get ready for our Spudnik. <laughs> um... Wait till Rocky Four. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I should say at this point that I got handed in change a um, a, a magnetic pound coin, like years ago, like in like twenty twelve, um, and they and they are they they're used in in 
close-up magic effect. Like the thing you're describing is a, sh oh. a shell. Like, and you get yeah. them all the time where you can you can do like what appears to be making coins change, but actually you got a magnet in one hand and then it removes the shell from another, yeah. which is magnetic, and it looks like a quick change of a coin. Okay. And there's all things like that that kind of exist on the sort of magic market, I guess. Um, but I once got um, handed, a, and, and the only way that a pound coin could have been magnetic is, is that a magician accidentally spent it, and they're expensive. They, they're wow. like you know they're quite you know they're like sort of probably a magnetic pound coin is like sort of 50 quid or something like it's wow. kind of they, they were, oh yeah. my and, I, and I, I've got it and it's on the it's on like the radiator at home <laughs> you just Brilliant. you just throw it in the air and it goes like that and sticks onto the radiator <laughs> oh, so but I sort cool. of thought I thought it must be like lucky or something and so yeah we got a magnetic oh, yeah. pound coin yeah. of course you would hold yeah. on to it but yeah. now don't you sort of want to crack it open and see if there's some microfilm in there yeah just maybe now case. there is yeah <laughs> don't no don't do it there's nothing in there and you'll just be sad no. don't yeah. do it <laughs> <laughs> um, that's so cool though that it kind of like it fell into the hands of someone who knew what it was because yeah. Like, yeah. And, and and I've never used it for like magical purposes, but I but I appreciated <laughs> I appreciated its value and have kept it. Yeah. Um, yeah and I yeah, and yeah. I remember and I remember only realizing because it was it had like I'd gone to like Sainsbury's or something and got it and then I took out my keys to unlock the door to go in and it was just stuck to the key and I was like, oh, uh, yeah, oh, that is so special cool. magic. One That's fun. I love yeah. it. Probably so many people had seen it stick and they're like, stupid pound coins. Like, didn't think <laughs> I can't, can't, yeah, wait, just, like, can't wait to get rid of this. I'm yeah. this just getting, sticks, they're getting cross yeah. at vending machines that won't take it. <laughs> <laughs> just I just them, keeps getting stuck in the slot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I remember there was a show when I was a kid called The Queen's Nose, and that was yeah. on about a 50p piece that, that mm. you rubbed its nose, the Queen's nose, and you could, you, you made a wish. And the Queen I just, appeared. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, you just—I spent my childhood just rubbing fifty p pieces. Yeah, me too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, a, not, not a single. The big, wish. the big, the big ones. Can you remember the big ones? Oh the big yeah, 50 yeah. 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 The really, really, like, the really like size of like a satsuma. They're absolutely massive. So was that a thing that people would wish upon a coin because of the sh the show? Well, yeah. kids did. I think. Sounds like it. Oh, yeah. that's really sweet. Coins have got that property. I like, you know, wishing well and stuff. You know, I can yeah, you yeah, kind yeah. of you kind of yeah. make a wish. It's, like, it's that kind of thing when you, yeah, even when you like shake dice and blow on them. Like I think yeah. you do that with coins. and Superstition stuff and put... about trying to get money. Yeah, guys, I guess I'm really that's what glad it is. that you've come with me on this coin journey and you've been as excited as I was about <laughs> this. This is really good. Well, I'm amongst friends. Um, I will tell you what the message was because it's a bit silly. It was supposed to be his very first welcome message to the United States and he never got it. <laughs> Wow. That's hilarious. It's really funny. So you can read the entire message, but it's it's quite long and there's some, you know, they get into business a little bit, but it's it's really like, welcome to the US. You know, soon we'll start sending you. And he gets to read it in prison. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, 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 because this is Rhino. This is a guy that's oh, that dubbed in the other got guy. Immunity. Yeah. So the other guy oh, okay. has has been put away. He's, you know. Presumably, so, so maybe if he'd have got this message, he wouldn't have defected because he'd have felt welcome. <laughs> he literally wrote that down because I was like, he just didn't feel welcomed by the KGB yeah. in the US. Um, but, 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 and, and how did he realise that he had missed this message? Was it in the next one? Was it like, oh, I hope you got our last message? <laughs> or yeah. kind of like... Yeah, yeah. Oh, as you know um, from the last message. Yeah, as you'll <laughs> as you'll recall, this is how we're yeah. gonna be doing this from now yeah, on. My last coin mail. Yeah. <laughs> as, <per> my... <laughs> as you will know already now. Visit having opened your other nickel. Just because I was keeping an eye on time, I kept out a little section where these two guys, so I'll say it now, Mark and Rhino used to do dead drops to each other, and there was one in a tiny container that the drop location in Brooklyn was in a tiny hole in a set of cement steps in Brooklyn, but the last one was never collected because the city decided to do improvements and they cemented it in. Oh, oh wow. wow! But he told the FBI about this, so they drilled it up, and it was literally it literally translated. It sounds like a text message, like you didn't meet me at eight o'clock. Is everything okay? Wow! <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of. I didn't know they had such mundane. I like. I thought you'd yeah. save the dead drops for really big oh, stuff, but it's like oh, I missed yeah. you at tea. 
Where were you? <laughs> yeah, we were we, we were there thinking it was going to like like nuclear plans or an assassination yeah. attempt. It's like yeah, yeah. It's hope you like your apartment. Or, yeah. yeah, it's just HR getting in touch. It yeah. is, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> really, they really yeah. They just had a bit of a chat. Spies sometimes. are humans too. Oh, they are. Oh. So that brings us almost to the end of the case. But I will say. A final note, Rudolf Ivanovich Abel, who went by Mark, who got put away because of Rhino, was eventually traded back to the Soviets in exchange for an American prisoner called Francis Gary Powers. So he did not remain in an American prison because a lot of these trades were done. Um, and this is what the movie Bridge of Spies is about. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, nice. so oh. yeah, to round this out, all's well oh. that ends with a Tom Hanks movie. We're going to finish out the episode with a listener crime. So this has been emailed to us from Felix Michael Olsen Bergquist, who's from Sweden. Hope it's okay. I read all four of your names. That's how you signed off the email. So I assume that's okay. He Unless that's three, us... di- three different people with the same Yeah. <laughs> it's a great name. I just wanted to say, I'm sure I fucked up the, the last one. Sorry about that, Felix. Or Fe- Felix. He wants us to help him decide if he was the victim of a crime or not. So he says, he was visiting a town called Udavala. This is still in Sweden. And they had a really cool antique bookshop that I wanted to visit where you could only pay cash. So I had to stop by an ATM. Just as I had withdrawn 300 kroner, a very large and intimidating man walked up very close to me with a pamphlet about some charity organization. He didn't say a single word to me, but it was clear what he wanted me to do. So I gave him one of the 100 kroner bills in my hand, which is about nine pounds. He then looked at me sternly, placed a firm hand on my shoulder, and nodded at the rest of the money in my hand. Did I mention that he was very large and intimidating? Well, I am the opposite of that. Compared to him, I looked like a malnourished 12-year-old child. So I gave him another 100 kroner. His grip on my shoulder tightened, and he nodded at my hand again. But at this point, I decided it wasn't fair of him to ask for more. So I shook my head and said, no, that's enough now. The man squeezed my shoulder one last time and made an angry little grunting sound, which was the only sound he made during our entire interaction, and then he walked away. Was this a crime? Was I robbed? Or would he have left me alone if I had just said no as soon as he walked up to me? Hmm. Well, I don't like the idea of, for a start, any stranger putting their hand on me. Like, that feels Mm. like a thing that you shouldn't do. Yeah. Also, at an ATM. Mm. And grunting Mm. as well. Mm. Yeah. Unless there's, like, a medical reason why he he could (laughs) spit. But, but like, grunting sort of Mm. seems a bit... Aggressive. You know, a bit aggressive, yeah. I mean, grunting, you'd think grunting is... Sort of like an animal, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it could be an intimidation tactic. Yeah. Because of the crime. It feels like the, it, like the guy almost has plausible deniability, doesn't he? Because it's kind of like, if it came to it, he could be like, all I did was hold his shoulder and point at his money. <laughs> like, he gave it to me. pamphlet. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not my fault. He's scared of me, my grunting. I have had interactions with people who are legitimately collecting for charity and they've never gotten physical <laughs> with me. But you know what I mean? Like, cause I think that's a really hard job to have to, that people are still on the street trying to get your attention. And I've had them sort of like touch my shoulder, not as aggressively as this guy, but I've had them like touch me to get my attention and they're pretty in your face. So I'm not comparing this to like Oxfam workers. You're doing a great <laughs> job, but I can almost believe that he just was a really intense <laughs> charity worker. Yeah. If it weren't for yeah, the, possibly. The, the grunting and the, I don't yeah, know, the squeezing. too much, even for, like, he really wanted to hit his targets. <laughs> it just, why didn't, why didn't he speak? I hope, I mean, I hope it's not rude to ask that, but why didn't he? No, it's a good question was, because it's one thing, as you say, if he was unable, but it's another it, thing. Yeah. I don't know if it was a language barrier or if it was, who knows? We don't, what I want to know is what was in the pamphlet. Was it like a handwritten, yeah. it just said charity in crayon? Or was it like a legitimate organization? That's the part. I remember once being stopped by a charity worker outside, um, was it outside King's Cross? And they fucked it up immediately because I remember what they said. They said, uh, excuse me, sir. 
And I was like, okay, yeah, no, right. that's fine. <laughs> like literally then, <laughs> I, th- I don't know. I don't know what I think. I was just walking past them too quick. And I just turned around to them and just went, come on. And she went, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I remember one of like, um, when I was at university, and was looking to get a summer job. There was like an advert in the in the paper, and I had sort of like phoned it up. It was basically ch- sort of charity chugging, but it was um, <laughs> it was a little bit more involved. It was like sort of like door to door rather than sort of standing on the okay. streets. I sort of got past the sort of training, and I did it for a day, and then just sort of I just was like I just sort of phoned up and said, "Oh, it's just it's just really not for me." But they were like using sort of like techniques to sort of get into people's houses basically wow. because once you're into wow. someone's house, it's more difficult for them yeah. to ask you to leave. They they feel, they feel more more inclined to part with their money they were obviously trying to get people to donate to charities but yeah. just so they could get the commission and they were quite open about how they didn't really care about the charities they just cared wow. about kind of making people sign up because that's how they got paid and it was really gross actually yeah. it was really horrible okay um, this uh, is important intel because now i can construct it what if this is like save the swedish seals or whatever yeah yeah. And they're like, first rule, never speak, only grant. Second rule, always it, approach like, an ATM. It is Third, it's entirely possible that they've got like some kind of psychological profile breakdown for each person. So they were like, that, you know, this guy looks like grunting's going to work. This guy looks like this is going to work. Yeah. You know, find the, find the weakness. Like I once, this is going to sound like such a humble brag, but once I was walking to a tube station and the the charity okay, person okay katie use public <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the brag oh you're not claustrophobic big deal <laughs> <laughs> um but the person like tried to catch my eyes i tried to walk past and as i was sort of walking past them they went hey kate moss why don't you like give me some money and like it was like so flattering and they were obviously like counting on that you know getting them a certain way so i bet they like they were like oh that bitch looks vain i'll call her kate moss you know like well, you know, do you know what i mean like so they do you know if you're a... great as if you'd stuck around and they just call everybody kate moss yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> i remember once walking with uh with my mum through cardiff and a guy sort of said to me oh can i talk to you and your sister and like you know as yeah, a kind of, and to yeah. be honest sometimes i find it i find we found i find that shit quite funny sometimes <laughs> like, we, we didn't give him any money but <laughs> we we We've had we've had it where people like sort of like go to the kit, you know, will go to the kids and go, oh, you guys, how are you doing? And so, the, oh. which is that and that's sneaky because the kids yes. are like, oh, yeah, sort of someone's paying attention, and then and then you kind of hit with the and then you're with trapped. The, the real stuff, and then you're yeah. trapped. Yeah, evil gigging with evil a guy geniuses. called um, this guy called Richard Perry. I'm not sure he does much stand up anymore, but he had this great joke about the fact that he was talking to a charity mugger and he said, you know, they have ways of drawing you in. She was pretty and she said hello. <laughs> legally it's not a crime it's not a crime mm. is it because because he 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 willingly parted with them the money yeah it's technically like yeah and even though he's intimidated was he just intimidated because it was a guy who's bigger than him rather than but yeah. i mean i guess the forceful shoulder thing and the grunting is yeah. that is intimidating <laughs> That's over. Like it's a, it's that great gray area, isn't it? Yeah, I think it almost veers mm. into. Because if it were me, I would definitely call it a crime. Yeah, <laughs> and so we should use my. Yeah. For it. I also think yeah, just getting too close to anyone at an ATM isn't cool. Like yeah, yeah, yeah that's not on. Yeah, it's that's yeah. If, if the question was, did this guy do a cool thing? No, not okay, <laughs> not cool. But not is cool. it a crime? Yeah, you know. Regardless, it's not cool. But Felix, we need to know: Did you get a book from the bookshop? That's what I want to yeah. know. Did you make it to the antique yeah, bookshop? Did you have enough money? Did, you money left? did he have cool. enough? Yeah, because he's probably only got a <laughs> hundred. Did you have to go left, back right? to the ATM machine and have yeah, it happen six more know. times? Yeah, then you'd be so scared to go back to the ATM. Anyway, we have. Thanks, guys. We totally solved that. We have made a difference yet again. Nick, we have just enough time to ask you, what have you got going on? Tell our listeners what they can look forward to Um, from yourself. So I'm currently in New Mexico filming a film called Maggie Moores, which I guess will come out some point next year maybe sort of this time next year like autumn next year cool. um okay. there's more ted lasso in the pipeline so Yay! that starts filming 
in January. And then I should do a little plug for a gig that I, like an annual benefit called Laugh for Leukemia that I help organise, um, which is for Blood, Blood Cancer UK. And we've run it for nearly 10 years now. And um, that is on the 5th of December at the Bloomsbury Theatre. Oh, cool. At 6.30, because it's a Sunday and it's winter, mm. we thought. Yeah. Start at 6.30. Ed Gamble is emceeing it. Oh, and we've wow. got Sindhu V... Love cool. uh, Harry Hill, Joe Thomas, Great. Flo and Joan, and Mr. Swallow, myself. Nice. <laughs> um, uh, and so it should be a fun, fun night if anyone can make it. And we're not sold out by that point, which we're not at point of recording, but hopefully we will be by the time we get to the gig. Can you tell us any more about the film? Yeah, because they've announced it and everything. It's um thriller, I guess. Ooh, um, but it's nice. it's it's kind of got like a darkly sort of comic it's it's totally Ooh. really interesting it's kind of like Fargo I guess in terms of oh, time. Nice. like it's sort of it's it's sort of set in this desert town where nothing kind of really happens and then there's this and it's actually it's based on a true story like um, it's based on a true crime of um wow i think in the 80s where there was the murder of two women with the same name and they don't know and it's not solved it wasn't solved they don't know it's like terminator yeah i mean it's i mean it's kind of horrible in a way but it's um, very very loosely taking this idea and they assume that it was like a contract killing that went where like the guy got do you know what i've read i've read about this before when we've done like research have, yeah. to yeah to do Ooh. sort of primes for this yeah because yeah. it's so horrible it's kind of like it's not quite oh. up the street for this yeah. podcast but like yeah it's yeah. it's an amazing like story it's crazy oh it's crazy and like yeah so it's a it's it's really obviously it's unlike anything i've ever done before so you know i i, I kind of feel very, very out of my depth if i'm honest <laughs> But, what, um, but what is your role? Is, Who are you playing? In the- John Hamm and I are detective partners. And oh, we're the yeah, John Hamm. We, yeah, John Hamm. We, we solve the, the, the crime. And Tina Fey is in it as well. Wow, and, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, John Slattery is directing it. Micah Stock's in it. Yeah, it's, re- it's really fun. And, and everyone is, like, t- totally, it's just really, every, every, everyone's sort of, sort of slightly off-key in a really kind of interesting Ooh, way. Oh, um, it sounds amazing. I, I'd be really intrigued to see it like once it's sort of all edited and put together because I think yeah. it could be quite quite a, a fun a fun one as fun as you know the subject matter is not fun but in terms of where they kind of find the fun in it it's more yeah. that that thing of people dealing with trauma and when they yeah. deal with trauma a lot of time they'll use humor as a, and you know so people who work in police or ambulance mm-hmm. or you know they're seeing stuff day in day out so they just are really detached from it the and just gallows qu- humor quite cynical about it yeah so so it sort of takes I guess some of some of that but yeah it's it's good it's good oh it sounds i'm excited amazing me too and put in a good word to tina for us oh god she's great right yeah i guess (laughs) i mean if we you like if we can be bothered (laughs) if we can be bothered having her on (laughs) i mean we we book really far ahead so we might not have a slot but thank you so much you have been the most amazing guest thank you so much for joining us Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and on Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then please write it in that review and we'll solve it. Thank you so much to ACAST for hosting us and thank you for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.